Tanji Smith is the woman behind Women Elevated, an organization whose primary mission is to assist women veterans. She joins Charlie and Katie to talk about her coming to call Clarksville home through the Army and her desire to serve and help the town she has grown to love and call home. All in this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. Tangie, we're so excited to have you. Welcome, Tangie. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me up here. I'm so excited. I'm nervous a little bit. Oh, listen. Oh, you ain't been nervous. There's nothing to be nervous about. Like, have you met Charlie? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like the he's the most casual person I know. He makes everybody feel comfortable. I think my favorite saying of Charlie is "Now, Charlie." <laughs> <laughs> she does. She'll straighten me out every now and now again. Now, Charlie. I like that. We're gonna say that a lot yes, today. Yeah. Definitely say it right. every time he does something. Now, now Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> but it's all good stuff. Okay. It's all good stuff. Okay. Just like Tangie, everything she does, she she's got like the Midas touch. Oh, she, she knows how to make things happen, and she's a great Can example. Can we hang out more? I need the Midas touch. I know, right? I know. But when you, when you hear her story well, I'm and, and to what hear she's it. doing, you're going to understand why I say that. Okay. I'm so, so the it. big question is, Tangie, how in the world did you get to Clarksville, Tennessee? I came to Clarksville, Tennessee in 2001. Oh, wow. I yeah. came from Clarksville to Germany. From, from Clarksville. From Germany to Clarksville. Mm -hmm. And so Germany was my first duty station. And I came here and I was like, wow. You know, like, but I'm from a really small town, Uh but I didn't want to go back to another small town. (laughs) And you know, in 2001, Clarksville was not like it. No, it wasn't. It's not like it was today. So um, it was, um, for a 22-year-old, it was boring. But wasn't a lot to do, was there? No, Mm-mm. no, no, no. But um, ironically, I wanted to come back as I got older. Uh-huh. I realized that this is somewhere that I wanted to be. Uh-huh. So it wasn't that fun for a 22 year old. But by the time I was 32, it was like, you know, I think I'm ready for Clarksville. Uh-huh. When you were ready to settle down, it was a place to <laughs> it settle was down. A place to settle down. Yeah. And it felt like home. Mm-hmm. It, it felt like home because yeah. I kind of grew up with a lot of people here because I actually went to Queen City. Mm-hmm. When I when I like part time, so I kind of knew everybody. Now, where did you grow up at? I Where's grew up home? in a little town um, in North Carolina. Okay, um, Fountain, North Carolina. It's about the size of it's like Oak Grove with a little downtown. Okay, all right. I grew up in a small <laughs> town too, and I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's like Oak Grove with a little, with, with just a tiny small town. It's still probably got about. Less than 500 people there. Do you still have family there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I came from a family of, um, we have um, funeral homes. And they've been in our family since 1936. Oh, wow. Wow. So before, when I retired, my plan was to go back. And they were going to actually allow me to be the director. Uh And so I would have been the first woman director in our family. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And then I had this little thing that happened in Clarksville. That kind of got me, and I'm. She here. decided to go a different path and start a different. Yeah, I did. So I'm I'm looking forward to hearing about that. Story. So so what did, what did you do in the army? Oh, in the army, I was a orthopedic tech. So orthopedic technician. That was my job. Yeah. Okay. Except when I deployed, when I deployed, I deployed as a combat medic. Okay. And you know, if you know Tangie, everything I do, I do it. Listen, I do it. Yep. You know, I, I go big or go home. So I did a lot of stuff uh, when I was in the army. I was a first of a lot. Like I was the only orthotech that was the um, senior medic in a um, what is it? A row one mm-hmm. in a combat hospital. So that's like the basically we had a um, hospital in the tent, and our job was to um, 
for special forces. We were to give medical care for special forces. Like we were the first first line defense. And so um, that actually probably got me promoted to Sergeant First Class because they just orthotech just didn't do that. That was right. not the role of a, a orthotech. And I really had to fight for that job. And it was a lot of people that were mad at me. So I'm you. I think it set me up for what I'm doing now, you know, having to fight for stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. so I did that. I was um, the NCIC of the Miami MEPS. I love Clarksville to do that. I didn't want to leave Clarksville. Mm-hmm. And I tell people that I was holding on to the sign at exit four, uh, kicking yeah. and screaming. I did not want to go to Miami. Did not. Oh, that's a big difference. Clarksville I to Miami. No, mm-hmm. when it got me, I was boo-hoo-hoo crying. I'm talking about <laughs> crying. And um, then when I got there, I didn't want to come back. But I, I, How old were you at this time when you went to Miami? When I went to Miami, I was, was 40 when I I was like 30, 35. Okay. All right. It's like, a good time to be in Miami. Yeah, I was like 35. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I had fun. When yeah. I got there, uh-huh. oh, I had so much fun. Went to bartending school on South Beach. Yeah. Because in Miami, you got to have connections or money. That's yeah. right. Because I didn't yeah. have money, I had to have connections. Yeah. You know? One of my favorite restaurants <laughs> is in Miami. What? What is it? Prime 112. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Man, let I've me never tell been you. to Miami. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It, it's a, you know, it's, I got a funny story about Miami. Okay. So I grew up in, I grew up Pentecostal, right? Mm-hmm. So no pants, no pants. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. I, I call them like you know the Black Mormons. That's what I call yeah. them. Yeah. So, um, and um, one of the ladies from my church in North Carolina, they had a convention on Miami Beach. The Pentecostal Church had a convention in Miami Beach. They didn't know. I don't know who set that up for them. <laughs> that is awesome. So I um so. I picked them up. They said, well, baby, can you pick me up? I said, yeah, I can pick you up. I'll pick you up. I'll yeah. take you. So when I started taking them, they were near Hollandale. Well, they were at like the like this Marriott, but it was like a private <laughs> beach. Uh-huh. And I said, I said, um, Sister Harper, can you know, we call everybody Sister Harper, right? Brother, right? So I said, Sister Harper, um, don't go off this beach. Right, Sister Tangie. Y'all, y'all on the new beach. <gasps> they didn't know. They were on the nude beach? Yes. <laughs> oh, but, my gosh. <laughs> Oh, Lord, they started holding their chest like Fred Sanford on the Samson's side. Oh, my goodness. I, 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 I wish you could have taken pictures of their facial expressions during that. And I just said, stay in the hotel. Don't go this way. and don't, Just stay in the... Oh, that's the, awesome. Across the church. Mm-hmm. And they had people coming in from Detroit and Chicago. They had their whole convention. Listen, oh, they were just admiring God's natural beauty. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Church of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yep. That was a that was a spirited meeting. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny story. I love that. So you make it out of Miami. I made it out of Miami. (laughs) (laughs) And you come back to Clarksville. And I come back to Clarksville. So what what happens when you get here? I get back to Clarksville. Now, mind you, since I was an orthotech, I always stayed in the hospital for the most part, except when I deployed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I used to always tell people I work seven thirty to four thirty, no weekends, no holidays, all this extra soldier stuff. Yeah. I, I, no. 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 I can't. I can't. I can't do it for 20, 21 years. That's just yeah. a lot. Yeah. And. They had me doing soldiering stuff. I was a platoon sergeant, and I stayed in the motor pool. Reason why? Because I was learning, but they thought I was just a super soldier, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I was the only woman, and I was in charge of all these men that were like 21 and under. Uh-huh. Once again, first of a lot. First of say a lot. That. And oh my God, like, <sighs> and they play games. 
And so I, I, I would like play games like Monopoly or play no, get mind games. They play. Oh my God. They play so much of kids. Uh-huh. And I would have, I would wear wigs and I had this one wig that I call my garrison wig. Mm-hmm. It was a bob. Mm-hmm. I go out and they got my wig on their head. Cause I took it off. Oh gosh. Yeah. But I said, don't touch it. No. And then they end up on this, uh, I don't know if you heard it, of Army Moments. So I haven't it, heard yeah, of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so your wig ended up on a TV show? Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> With them in it. Uh, I was looking at social media, and I was like. So that was when you first came back to Carson. That's when I first came back. And um, I, I loved it. I, I loved it. I loved them. They learned a lot from me. I learned a lot from them because mm-hmm. they like to go hunting. I was like, I want to go hunting, too. So, you know, I learned a lot from them. They learned a lot from me. And then, you know, it changed a lot. You know, I joined the Army in 1996, 97, 96, mm-hmm. and I retired in 97. And it changed, you, you know, just the climate of today has changed so much. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't doing really well in adapting to it. You yeah. know, like it was just a lot. Um, and so I was like, you know what? They were getting ready to go to Syria. And I said, you know, I did Bosnia, I did Kosovo, I did Afghanistan. I think I'm going to sit this one out. And, mm-hmm. you know, at this time I had 20 years. So I was like, I'm going to retire. Time to retire. Yeah. And I was happy um, for the first month after I retired. I would sit on my porch and wait to all my neighbors with my coffee in the uh-huh. morning. And then after about a month, I started being like kind of depressed. Like, well, what am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. Like, what do I do? You're still young. Yeah. yeah. But what oh, do yeah. you do? Like, what do you, what do you do? You know, cause I've had such a fulfilling career. Like with the MEPS, the military interest processing station, it's only 65 of those in the world. Mm-hmm. Some States have more than one. Some States don't have any. And so I had a big, Job and mm-hmm. most of all my career, I've had big jobs. So now I was sitting here like, "What do I do?" Mm-hmm. You know. So, yeah. So what happened? Well, I started Women Elevated. I realized that there was a need for that. I first I looked to see if anybody else was doing what I was doing because there's no need in reinventing the wheel, right? So if nobody else mm-hmm. was doing it, if somebody else was doing it, I was going to see if I could hop mm-hmm. on and do what. You know, help them out. Help them out, right. Yeah, but nobody was doing what we did. There's a lot of veteran organizations out there, but nobody was um, nobody was combating what I felt like I, I would deal with and a lot of the women that I know deal with, mm-hmm. which is we were seniors, whether we were non-commissioned officers or officers, right? And we would go through stuff and we had nobody to talk to mm-hmm. because you're at this level. Like, let's say, I'm going to use it for example. Let's say, you know, I'm not married. I pull up and I have nice car and I have a nice house and and I'm I'm living I'm making it right yeah. but my hot water heater goes out or something happens who do I go to you know like who yeah. do I ask for yeah. help I I make too much to get any kind of help from any veteran services I make too much money to get any help from any kind of anything mm-hmm. yeah. but who and then the average person's gonna look at me and was like well she got that range or I don't know what she you know, she be all right but we go through stuff yeah. and we need stuff and yeah. and um I like to tell people that military women are a proud lot it's, and and I'm speaking from the ones who. I'm talking about retirees because yeah. I'm speaking for the ones in my demographics, right? Yeah. We are a proud lot. We didn't get to where we got for not being, you know, for mm-hmm. not yeah. being um, c- being competitive. Yep. So to come out and ask for help is really, really hard. And to deal with judgmental, you know, people that are judging mm-hmm. you and all that stuff yeah. like that. So I felt like we needed a safe space. Mm-hmm. We, we needed a safe space that we can not judge each other and just really help each other out because we, we know. 
We, yeah. we know these things happen. Um, when I talked about it, when I went to Washington, D.C. to advocate for us, what I said was that I said, if, if I go through something, I, like, I'm not going to a homeless shelter. Like, I'm not going to the firehouse. It's just not going to happen. It's not, you know. Mm-hmm. So what do I do? So so you started Women Elevated, and what exactly is the mission statement for Women Elevated? So our mission is to help, well, kind of changed a little bit, but it was to help women veterans before they mm-hmm. become homeless, jobless, okay. or in acute situations um, before they co- become otherwise destitute. Okay. So it, it is a preventive organization. Yeah. Like we don't want you to lose your job. Mm-hmm. We don't want you to lose your house. So a lot of times we have women that work at work for the state in Nashville. And they're just going through a hard time. And we may fill their tank up with gas because they get the day is Wednesday and they get paid on Friday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Stuff like that. So sometimes yeah. it's not the big stuff. It's, it's just a it's little, the little stuff. stuff. It's just mm-hmm. a little stuff. Okay, we got you, you know, mm-hmm. or or and I, I say a lot of women. With veterans, you, you know, you're dealing with PTSD, you're dealing with other stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if she, if she's having a problem and she needs someone to talk to, or if I'm having a problem, I need somebody to talk to, I'm already agitated. Mm-hmm. I'm already irritated. So even if you're there to help me, if I'm talking to you like you're my soldier, like mm-hmm. we sometimes do, you know, you're not, you're going to shut down. Right. Because first of all, you don't have to help me. So we kind of fill in the roles for each other. Like, I, I'll talk to her for you. You know, yeah. or I'll do mm-hmm. this because I know you're having a hard time right now. Yeah. So let me let me have that. Let conversation. me ha- yeah, have that conversation for mm-hmm. you with them. So we kind of do stuff like that. It's almost like we're like battle buddies. We're just yeah. kind of like yeah. taking mm-hmm. care of each other. So so how do people contact you about that? Well, you know, it's womenelevated.org. And honestly, a lot of it is word word of mouth, because yeah. for one, um, the VSO asked this question, too. And we only had one house. And we only have one yeah. house in Clarksville now. We have two. And we don't normally have people there at the same time. Yeah. Because it's the more of a confidential. We try to make sure that you keep so your when you say intact. when you say you have two houses, is that a place for women to go? Her yeah. Okay. Like a shelter home. Yes. Okay. Yes. But you stay there three to five mm-hmm. days. So a lot of people call and they're like, oh, she got a shelter. You can stay. I'm like, no, it's three to five days. So let's say, and I'm going to use myself as an example. If I were staying at the wee house because... Maybe me and my husband got into it and I didn't have access to money, but I have family in North Carolina, right? Because mm-hmm. we have a lot of military spouses too. You would, I would stay there three to five days and three to five days you got a team of women. Um, they're either helping you, you know, maybe you got money in your TSP or your IRA or Help something like that. Out, yeah. And you just need, you don't have money to stay in a hotel, but you, you have access to money, yeah. but you're just going to stay here. You got a computer. Um, we're all um, in a subdivision, both of the houses, right, right down the street from each other, in a subdivision off Tiny Town. So it's, you're not embarrassed. Mm-hmm. You're in a nice house. Mm-hmm. It's furnished. It's, you, can, you got a computer to go and handle your business. Or if you need help, we can help you. You need to go home. You need to go to California. We'll get you a ticket to go help home. Help you figure it out. Yeah, we just kind of help you figure it yeah. out. Mm-hmm. But we, what we don't do is like we're not a homeless shelter. It's yeah. like yeah. transition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we don't just go around paying people bills. Like if that's what you need, but we want to get you, we don't want to like pay your bill this month and then you got a problem for next month. You want to yeah. make people self-sufficient. Yes. And to empower them to take Pop care of themselves. Right. I say it's a <laughs> hand up, not a hand out. Yeah. You know, it's that's like, right. and so basically those, these women like myself, you have to come there with your own solution. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, so yeah. it would be like, Katie, you know, I'm having a problem. I, I just want to go home. Mm-hmm. And you'd say, well, okay, well, you, of course, you got to fill out this application because we got to get it. We got to make sure that you're right. You're yeah. a good person. Right. Yeah. And then. Um, Legit. You, well, 
likely said, well, do you want to stay here? Um, I try to encourage people to go to their families. Mm -hmm. If they don't have family here, I try not to encourage, but a lot of people, they want to stay here. Right. So yeah. what is your plan? And then let mm -hmm. us help you figure, that figure plan. it out because I can't give you your plan because mm -hmm. I can't work that plan for you. You have to work that plan. Right. And then you tell me what you need. That's a, that's a good point of view. Man, I'm going to tell yeah. you, as you can tell, there's not a lack of passion no. with Tangie. Yeah. And, and that's why I told you, you know, it's, I knew this was going to be a great day when we were talking the other day about you coming on because, you know, you're a county commissioner, you're a veteran, you're all these things. But one thing you really are is you have compassion and, and excitement and energy to help people. I do. And I think, I think that's, that's very becoming of you for sure. Thank you. And I, and I saw a group of women that were like falling through the cracks. Like, where do you go for it? Where, yeah. where do you mm -hmm. go to help? And you, you got to think we're middle class. We pay the most taxes. We don't, but we don't have that help. Well, you assume there. because you assume because they, you know, have a home and this and that, that they have all the answers and they have all the resources. Mm -hmm. But some of them just don't even know how to tap into those things. That is another thing. That is another thing. And I didn't know that, mm -hmm. you know, like just coming off Fort Campbell. I don't really know what's available. Mm -hmm. And the average, you don't yeah. know what's available in Clarksville. So mm -hmm. to have somebody to say, well, what about this? well, what about this program? And they have this program yeah. and they may not qualify for it. And mm -hmm. sometimes they do. Mm -hmm. So what about this program? What about that program? Can you go here? Let's check here. Mm -hmm. Let's check there. And then I think the most important thing is that you got a group of um, women that are, they're, they're, they're going to empower you. Yes. And lift you up. Yeah. yeah. And they're not, they're not looking down on you. They're not, they're, they're power you to, they're empowering you to empower yourself. Like tell you tell us what we're gonna do. Mm -hmm. This is a non judgment zone. Yeah. Let's figure yeah. it out. Tell us what That's we're right. gonna do. We're not gonna tell you what you need to do. You tell us what we're gonna do. And we're basically taking your command. Now what do you want to do? You wanna go mm -hmm. home? You wanna stay here? Yeah. How do you plan on staying here? But most of the women pretty much have it together. Well, they, they, just, they just hit a roll bump. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. they just need someone like Charlie said a while ago to prop them up. Yeah. Yeah, a little, little hand good. hand up, not a hand down. Because like a lot of say. people like me, I, I it's always funny, like during Christmas time and holidays and people have all this stuff. And I'm like, Tangie, you're going to come to this? You're going to come to that? And I'm like, uh, you know, I don't have any family here. Yeah. So I, I want I want to go home. Yeah. I want to see mm -hmm. my mom and dad, too. Like, like I want to, you know, and a lot of people are the, the transplants. Like, I like to call them. Yeah. You, I know so many people here that you would not think that I am the only person here. Like yeah. there, yeah. there's mm -hmm. only me. So if I didn't have that group of friends or that group of people, I, I just don't have anybody. Like I don't. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, so what is next for Tangy Smith? Well, um, I think that we, some people may disagree with me, but I think we've kind of tapped out in what we want to do in Clarksville right now. And we have women in 33 different States. So we're looking at, um, Georgia or Texas next because we got yeah. a lot of women in Texas but Texas is a big state yeah. Yeah. and then we got is that because of the military yes okay and so I'm also I'm the founder of Women Elevated but I'm also the founder of Pamu 5 Military Sorority so we have that you know that took off a little bit quicker faster mm -hmm. because it was a sorority than Women Elevated but we have women everywhere so I want to do this 
there, mm-hmm. you know, and like I said, I, I always. So told you got to find a tangy there. I do, mm-hmm. and it's so hard. <laughs> I do. I, I've been trying to duplicate. I really have been trying to duplicate myself. Like, yeah. let me show you how to do this. Like, I want to mm-hmm. just. I was like, I got the blueprint. Let me show you exactly what I did. And to see if this works. Right. Because yeah. if this thing works, I'm going to patent it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to, you know, we're going to do it in a bunch of different states. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I kind of like threw it against the wall and it's stuck. But I want to test it on someone else to see if it. Yeah. If it, if, it, if it can work. Well, it might yeah. be one of those women in those other states that you help that then wants to take that legacy on and do something else. I yeah. hope so. Yeah. I hope so. And that's a, that brings me to another thing. Um I told you our um, what we do with Women Elevate is a lot different from a lot of other nonprofits. So sometimes they'll say stuff and they're like, well, Tangie, can you help and do this? And I'll say, well, not really. Like sometimes I'll just help out of my own, mm-hmm. just my own funds. But I'll say, I can't really do this. Like if Charlie asked me to do something, like, can you help this lady? Mm-hmm. I want to, but Women Elevate really can't do it because if I do Charlie a favor, yep. when one of the ladies in Georgia ask for something, it'll be what you did it in Clarksville. Yeah. Right. And I don't think a lot of people really think about that because most of the nonprofits in Clarksville are local. Mm-hmm. They're just in Clarksville, yeah. you know, so they don't have to worry about, well, if I do it here, then I got people in Texas that's watching. I got people, and my board members are all over too. So it's mm-hmm. not like I can do it and sweep it under the rug. Right. They're watching yeah. and they're senior military. So they're going to hold me accountable. They're yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. going to hold Which me accountable. Which is good. Accountability it is a positive very thing. good. So I tell people, I was like, it's not just the Tangy. It looks like the Tangy show because it's kind of the Tangy show here. <laughs> Well, this has been the Tangie Show today, and I've enjoyed it. <laughs> I promise you. You talk yeah. about energy. I agree. It's been fun, Tangie. Thank you so much. Thank you again for having me on. No, we pre- we appreciate you coming. You just keep. You just keep, keep, keep doing you. Moving. Keep doing what you're doing. Right, thank you. And come back and see us. Absolutely. And think of some more funny stories because that was fun. Oh, I have a lot of them. <laughs> Thanks, Angie. Thank you. Subscribe to Clarksville's Conversation wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on a single conversation. 